Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Magic Through My Eyes. If this is your first time at the podcast, welcome. My name is Andy, and this is a podcast for the daydreamers about the magic and wonder of Disney in all its unique expressions from my perspective. I'm just so happy that you're here. Last week's episode was just such a blast uh, to work on and to record. Last week, I started an ongoing series within the podcast called The Magic of Music, where I will be delving into the world of Disney music and all its wonder and magic and just beauty. And for the first installment, my sister Nikki and I talked about the beloved I Want song. So if you haven't checked that one out yet, you will find it just previously to this episode that you're listening to right now, and I'd love it if you'd check it out if you're interested. But enough about last week. On this show, like Walt Disney said, we keep moving forward, and today's episode is going to be a rather delectable one. It is called A Bite of Magic, and today we will be discussing the delicious topic of Disney Parks food. If you're listening to this podcast and you're getting hungry or you're already hungry, I'd go ahead pause the episode, grab a quick snack right now because it's about to get really delicious and tasty. I am still hungry, or I should say full, my bad, from my dinner and I just finished a tea latte, so I'm good to go with a full stomach. Let's jump into it. Now, I have always loved food since I was young, and I have a huge passion for cooking I have since I was little. Food has always been important to me, and I believe that food isn't just simply there to feed us and to fill us up. I believe it's its own form of entertainment. And when I think about Disney food, I the first thing that comes to mind is that moment in the movie Ratatouille when Ego, the food critic, is trying Remy's Ratatouille. And as he takes the first bite, his eyes get all wide and he instantly gets transported in his mind to a memory from his childhood. He had fallen off of his bike. His knees were scraped up and tears were in his eyes. And his mom just looked at him and he came inside, sat at the kitchen table, and she brought out a bowl of homemade ratatouille. And all was well in his world once he began to eat. And then he snapped back to when he was an adult in that moment trying the ratatouille. It's a really powerful moment in the film. And I know it sounds kind of crazy, but I believe that food can be a powerful storytelling tool. Ratatouille is just one example. Another iconic food moment in a Disney film is in Lady and the Tramp, the classic spaghetti and meatball scene at Tony's restaurant when they're eating underneath the stars and the song Bella Notte is playing and Lady and Tramp begin to fall in love. Another one that comes to mind is from Sleeping Beauty when the three fairies, Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether, are trying to make Aurora's birthday a special one, and they attempt, keyword attempt, <laughs> to make her a cake. And it's just like a really funny and comedic moment because they try and then they're like, we can't do this without magic. And then the cake comes to life after they bring back magic. And then the whole plot of Snow White hinges on her eating an apple. Whether we realize it or not, food has been integrated into the Disney experience from the very beginning. And Disney Park's food have just taken that to 
a whole new level, and every time that I go now, there are specific foods that are a must, and my Disney trip is just incomplete without them. Now, when it comes to Disney, y'all know I'm a huge Disney history nut, so of course we have to talk about some of the history of Disney Parks food, and we have to start at the very beginning with Disneyland. When Disneyland first opened in 1955, the majority of foods ranged from hot dogs, you know, just like to go when hopping from attraction to attraction. And then there were sit down meals. There was a restaurant there called Swift's Red Wagon, which is now the Plaza Inn, where you could have a fancier and more refined dining experience. There were quick service restaurants in Tomorrowland and the classic Carnation Cafe restaurant on Main Street, which still exists today. They serve sandwiches there, hot dogs, and chili. And I didn't realize this, but doing some research, they at Carnation also served ice cream treats that were themed to the different lands at Disneyland. And I thought that that was just the cutest thing. And I'd love to have like an Adventureland themed ice cream treat. I really hope they bring that back someday. Uh, Another restaurant, it was the Golden Horseshoe, and they had menus that advertised tongue-teasing foods and drinks. And of course, they had the classic stage show, which I actually still have yet to see. It's on my Disneyland must-do list for my next trip. So as we move on through a couple of decades, Dole became the sponsor of Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room in the 1970s. Um, And this attraction, which is that, you know, classic song uh, with the singing birds in the tropical hideaway, was actually first imagined, ironically, as a restaurant. But the Imagineers were concerned that people would be so enthralled by the birds hanging above them and singing that the guests wouldn't leave (laughs) the restaurant. So they changed the concept to what we now know, the short show. It's about 15 minutes long, all about the tiki room where the birds sing words and the flowers croon. It was in the 1980s that the beloved Dole Whip treat was introduced. So before then, Dole would just serve pineapple spears and pineapple juice. But then in the 80s was when Dole Whip was created. And if you've never had Dole Whip before, oh my heavens, it is just delightful. Just imagine the texture of frozen yogurt, but instead of like a creamy chocolate or vanilla, it's a citrusy pineapple flavor with just a small hint of coconut. It is a delectable treat. It's the perfect thing to have on a hot day. And fun fact, because it's made with pineapple and coconut milk, it's dairy-free and vegan. So I, uh, have had some like lactose sensitivity throughout the years. And so I uh, always like to go for Dole Whip specifically because of that. Now, backtracking back to hot dogs for a second, there was the restaurant Swift's Red Wagon, which was replaced by the Plaza Inn like we talked about before. However, right next to the Plaza Inn, you can still find the Little Red Wagon. And this is where you can get not hot dogs, but Disneyland's famous corn dogs. Corn dogs are a staple snack, or I think it could be a meal as well, at Disneyland. And the Little Red Wagon is a must-see. It is the cutest little thing. And like the line can wrap all the way around the Plaza Inn. It's like always busy. It's, I mean, they're delicious, but we will come back to that later because this is all about food, right? So we're going to go in the detail. But right now we're talking more history. 
And another staple snack were the churros. They were introduced in the 80s at Disneyland. And with the research I was doing, I found out on the day uh, the churro debuted at Disneyland, they were bringing it out on a cart. And people literally just from the smell of it, before the cart got to its like landing spot to start selling churros, people were literally following the cart uh, before they could even purchase them. So needless to say, they became an instant hit and have gone through many iterations at Disney parks through the years. They're like all kinds of fun specialty flavors, but you know, just the classic cinnamon and sugar will always hit home. Uh, Turkey legs also made their debut at Disney parks in the 80s and 89. And what's crazy and possibly the most iconic Disney park snack, the Mickey ice cream bar, uh, wasn't released in its final iteration until 1992. And again, we'll spend some more time talking about the snack later on the episode. (laughs) So all of that said, things have definitely changed throughout the years for Disney Parks food. It started very simple with just a few different options throughout Disneyland. And now there are more food options at Disney parks or like Disney hotels, like more than we can count at this point. And Disney, a fun thing that they've done, they've taken full advantage of their intellectual properties, sometimes people call them IPs, uh, to create food themed to specific movies and specific characters even. So it's just so fun to see kind of the evolution and to see kind of how the food of Disney has changed throughout the years. And when I think of food experiences at Disney parks, I always think of Epcot because they're, I mean, Epcot is the world showcase. You literally go in a circle and you go and visit different countries around the world. And one of the things that people get excited about the most is tasting the different foods from the different countries. And so if you're at the front of the circle, the world showcase, and you decide to go left, you start in Mexico. And then from there, you hit Norway and then China. And like you just and then you hit Europe and Germany and Italy. And like you just start traveling the globe. And I mean, we will Epcot will get its own theme park tour episode because I love that park so much. But I just wanted to like accent it here specifically in this episode because the food culture at Epcot is like top notch. And it's just so fun to see all the different snacks and treats that they come up with. And then also the staple items that are just always there, always available because the people, well, they just love them. And it's just so good and so fun. And then even further than just the World Showcase itself, there are multiple festivals that happen at Epcot throughout the year. The two most notable being the Food and Wine Festival and Flower and Garden Festival. And those always bring an array of fan favorite and new foods. So there are some foods and snacks that are only, they're like food and wine festival exclusive or flower and garden festival exclusive and you can't get them any other time of year and I just think that that's super fun and another example of a park with a more immersive food experience is Disney's California Adventure I believe they also have a food and wine festival but they also do the Lunar New Year celebration in January and they always have really fun and unique foods at that as well and it's just like so fun to see how the magic and culture of Disney can be expressed not just through rides, not just through shows, not just through movies, but 
through food itself and celebrating the culture of Disney and then also different world cultures um, and different countries. And I just I think that's so fun. And food at Disney parks, in my opinion, is now just as integrated into the parks as the attractions and the shows themselves. It is just as much a part of the experience. When I have like a Disney itinerary, I include specific restaurants and even in my mind, like specific foods that I know that I'm going to get while I'm there just because it's it's just part of the experience for me. And uh, I think this is a quote from the show How I Met Your Mother, which is one of my husband's, uh, Nathan's, his favorite TV shows ever. And there's just this random side character that comes on and he's he's feeding food to one of the girls and he just says, experience your food. And <laughs> I, I kept thinking about that line as I was uh, getting ready for this episode because literally like Disney creates an experience with the food itself. And they do callbacks to the movies that we know and love. I mean, there's literally a Tony's restaurant at Magic Kingdom, and it's all Lady and the Tramp themed. You can get the spaghetti and meatballs, which I have, and it's like pure nostalgia. And lots of others that aren't coming to my mind. Oh, yeah, there's a uh, an alien pizza planet at Disneyland in Tomorrowland where it's like the aliens of Toy Story have invaded pizza planet, you know, just really fun and creative ways to to get like Disney into the food um, that they serve at the parks. And I think that that's just a lot of fun. So because this show is called Magic Through My Eyes, I feel it only appropriate to bring the personal spin on this wonderful episode about Disney Parks food and talking about my very favorites. I tried, I was teasing this episode, I was talking to Nathan, my husband, about it, and he and I were, you know, going back and forth on a couple of ideas. And the idea of Disney Parks food kept coming up. And I was like, okay, let me see if I can do a top five. (laughs) And then I started making my list. And I'm like, okay, it's gonna be a top 10. Okay, we'll do top 10. I was like, I can't fit it into a top 10. So I have created a top 12 (laughs) because I couldn't I couldn't I like tried and then um I just I couldn't because there's just so many magical options and I tried to throw in some sweet and some savory because my friends all know I am a sweet and salty kind of gal and so I wanted to make sure to include all of those because it's very easy with Disney Parks food whether in blogs or with YouTubers or uh, like social media reps of Disney. Uh, Disney just has so many photogenic desserts if you know what I mean like they're easily like Instagrammable is that even a word Um, but I think the savory foods are just as delicious. And I'm not saying that all Disney food is a home run because we've all had a not so great, some, you could even say bad Disney food experiences. And I think we've all had those. Um, But I have definitely curated a list of some of my very favorites. And it's been about two years now since I've been back to a Disney park. So I know, especially with the 50th anniversary celebration happening at Walt Disney World right now, they introduced a lot of new foods. And I know I haven't tasted those at all. So this is my list based on growing up going to Disney and everything up until the last two years. The last time I went was the winter of 2020. So 
my top 12. <laughs> so I always I put this as number one because this is my very favorite Disney Park snack dessert of all time. It is the Mickey ice cream bar. And it truly doesn't get better than this, in my opinion. Ice cream is my favorite dessert of ever. And this is just so convenient. It's like creamy vanilla ice cream with the thick layer of chocolate and then it's all on a stick like a popsicle stick and then I mean it doesn't get cuter than the mickey shape you know what I mean and whenever you sink your teeth into the ice cream and it just the chocolate just cracks perfectly you know what I'm talking about it's like oh it just sings and it's magical in every single way my tip and recommendation on this one, don't try to eat this one while you're walking. Sit down somewhere because it, it'll it just start falling apart and melting on you, especially if you're there on a warm day. Um, there's, there's no... Uh, there's no going back once you bite into that thing. I have seen a hack, though, before where you take one of those plastic lids of a disposable cup and the part where you usually stick a straw, people will stick the wooden popsicle stick on the ice cream bar. So that way some of your drippings of ice cream and the chocolate chunks will fall on that. So I thought that was a really good idea. I haven't put that into practice yet. I probably should because I am a messy eater. It is it is just what it is. <laughs> um, but this one, oh my gosh, is just so delicious. I will eat it come rain, come shine, come warm day, come cold day at Disney. It... Uh, it is the best. And I remember one time I was at Disneyland and they were completely out park wide and like my heart sank. <laughs> I was like, it just isn't the same. <laughs> but thankfully, that's only happened once. And every other time I've been fine and was able to eat it. No problem. So the rest of these are in no particular order, but definitely the Mickey ice cream bar is my number one classic favorite of all time. So just going down the list, I've got next here the Matterhorn Macaroon. This is available at the Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe at Disneyland, and it's just delicious. It's not one of those sandwich macarons or macaroons. It is um well first of all it's in the shape of the Matterhorn bobsled attraction which is just so fun and that makes for fun pictures too because I see it all the time where people will put the macaroon in their hand and then like the Matterhorn attraction is behind them it's really cute but it's uh more like almost a dense cookie in a way but like thicker and more luxurious and when you bite into it you get it's funny. It's like a prominent, but also somehow it's a subtle taste of coconut. So it's like coconut, but not too much. And it's just so good. It's not too sweet. But then if you want a little bit more sweetness, they top it with this nice frosting right at the tip of the mountain. Um, but it isn't too sweet overall, in my opinion. And it's just, I mean, it's big enough that you can share it with someone else, and it's just such a fun, delectable treat. It's a little, not gooey in the inside, but a little softer and then more brown and golden on the outside. Oh my gosh, it's so, so good. So sticking with Disneyland currently, which I feel like a lot of my list is Disneyland food, but Disneyland, if you have listened to... One of my episodes about Disneyland, it's called uh, My Favorite Place on Earth, and it truly is. It's my favorite Disney park. It's my favorite place in the world. So 
no shocker here that there's a lot of Disneyland food on here. And next on the list is the pork belly skewer from Bengal Barbecue at Disneyland. Bengal Barbecue is one of my very favorite Disneyland restaurants, second only to the Jolly Holiday. It's just it's got great options. A lot of them are like grain-free and gluten-free because it's just really skewers and kebabs. There's grilled veggie kebabs. There's grilled meat kebabs. Um, just so much delicious food. And this skewer for me takes the cake. It is so delicious. It's cubes of sweet pork that uh, the sweetness comes from hoisin sauce that it's like topped with grilled deliciously topped with a delicious pickled carrot slaw and then topped at the top the very top with cilantro it's so good my favorite thing is to get a pork belly skewer and then the whole veggie kebab as well just oh my goodness so delicious so good and it's pretty much right across from the indiana jones adventure attraction so it's right there in the middle of Adventureland, and yeah you can't go wrong going to Bengal Barbecue. It's quick service, and so it's a more affordable option, but I think the quality of food is quite good. But special shout out to the Pork Belly Skewer. Oh my goodness, so good. And this next one is also at Disneyland. This one is at the Red Rose Tavern, and the dish is the Gray Stuff Gato. I hope I said that right. I'm so sorry. I did not take French in high school. I took Spanish. <laughs> so this is the quintessential nostalgic treat. Of course, this is based on the song lyric from the song Be Our Guest, Try the Gray Stuff, It's Delicious. And let me tell you, this treat is so, so, so yummy. It is definitely sweet. It's a red velvet cake with a raspberry center, and then it's all topped and completely covered with a cookies and cream mousse, which creates the perfect color for the gray stuff. And yeah, this one is just, I've waited to try this dessert since I was so young. And I still have not dined at the Be Our Guest restaurant at the Magic Kingdom in Florida. And so I've always been like, man, I just want to try the gray stuff. And this isn't the same thing as what they have at Be Our Guest in Florida. Um, but I like that it's kind of a different take on it. And it's just so delicious. And I told this story in my Disneyland episode, but my sister and I, when we went to the Red Rose Tavern and we ordered this, um, right before we started eating it, the song Be Our Guest came on in the restaurant and it was a magical moment. So I always think of that um, when I think of that specific snack. And kind of like how Olaf said in Frozen 2, how water has memory, I think that food totally has memory. And that's definitely a highlight memory of the Grey Stuff Ghetto. So next one on the list, Dole Whip. I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but this is a classic Disney Park snack. I would say the Mickey Mouse ice cream bar is number one. Dole Whip would be number two. And it's just such a delectable treat on a warm day. It's perfectly citrusy and it is very sweet. I will say that. If you're kind of like a, I like sweet stuff, but not like super duper sweet, then maybe just take a bite of this one and share it with a, a friend because um, it is definitely sweet, but so, so good. It's like it 
basically has the texture of a frozen yogurt or an ice cream, but you wouldn't think you'd be able to get that texture with fruit, but somehow they did it. And uh, it's just awesome. It's like it'll literally be your best friend. And for me, it's definitely a must eat, a must have every time I go to the parks. And yeah, it's just so good. They offer it at multiple restaurants, multiple hotels, and then also in the parks themselves like Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. So now we're actually going to take a trip to the East Coast to Walt Disney World and we're going to go to Epcot where during the Flower and Garden Festival only you can get a very special little treat in Japan called Frushi. Imagine sushi, but with fruit. It is so, so delicious. So what it's composed of, in the center, it has pineapple, strawberry, and cantaloupe. And then that, just like a sushi roll, is rolled up in rice, but it's a sweet rice. And then instead of seaweed, it's like a pink soy wrap. And it's topped with a berry sauce, toasted coconut, and whipped cream. It is so good because you feel like you're eating sushi and I always feel I mean this is just me personally I always feel kind of bougie when I eat sushi (laughs) um and I always like enjoy eating it but I don't do it very often and I knew that frushi was like a very popular thing during flower and garden and so when I got the chance I grabbed some and I thought it was just so delicious and very refreshing not too sweet because it's primarily just sweetened with fruit and I am all about it it is so good if you are ever at Epcot during the flower and garden festival you will probably see the long line at one of those pop-up carts in Japan and you'll know oh that's the frushi cart (laughs) and you should go get some because it's just so good and you know what while we're here at Epcot. We're just going to keep going. If you keep going down past the Japan Pavilion, you will eventually get to the France Pavilion, which has, again, I apologize for my French pronunciation, the Croque Glace, which is ice cream in a brioche bun at La Tisson de Glace. <laughs> um, again, I'm trying my best. <laughs> this sweet little shop is not just an ordinary ice cream shop. They have all kinds of delectable ice cream flavors for you to enjoy, your favorite ice cream flavors, and then I would say some like specialty ones. They've got sorbet as well. And my very favorite thing is to get your ice cream and whatever sauce you want to choose, like chocolate sauce or caramel sauce, in a brioche bun. They will take the bun and stuff it with a scoop of ice cream and your sauce, and then they will hot press it together and serve it to you fresh right there off the press. It is so scrumptious. I had never gotten, as far as I remember, a snack from the France Pavilion before, and I took kind of a solo trip to Disney World at the end of 2019, just a quick trip, hanging out with my friend Lindsay that you guys have heard. Uh, She was on the Frozen Feud episode with me a few episodes back, and I did a day at Epcot by myself, and... This was one of the things that I tried that day, and I just, again, food totally has memory, and so I always think of that day when I think of that food. It's just so delicious, and like, talk about, you know, they have like burgers that have, you know, brioche buns, and they just feel fancy, but like, brioche 
cannot just be used in a savory context. It can totally be used in a sweet context because it's kind of flaky and but not well, not overly flaky like a croissant, but light and sweet and buttery and soft and pillowy. And then just imagine that with a pretty crust on the outside of it. And then on the inside, you've got that fluffy, sweet bread. And then you bite into it more and you get your favorite ice cream flavor. Oh my heavens. And what's great though, because they press it quickly, the ice cream is still like solid and cold. It's not like all melty and stuff. It's just blow your brains delicious like oh man so good so we're gonna stay in florida but hopping to a different park we're going to the magic kingdom to talk about cheeseburger egg rolls and i know what you're thinking this is crazy this is like one of those frankenstein food items that like silly americans always do (laughs) which is true (laughs) but Don't knock it till you try it. It is so delicious. Go with me. You've got ground beef seasoned perfectly, just like your perfect, delicious hot, not hot dog, hamburger. (laughs) And then you've got cheese in the middle of it. So it's like kind of ooey gooey. And it's all like wrapped up in a spring roll and then fried until it's crispy and golden and served with a side sauce, like a tomato-y sauce, kind of like ketchup. And it is delicious. Uh, These can be found by the entrance of Adventureland at Magic Kingdom in Florida. I remember, I think this might have been on that same trip when I was going to Disney by myself. And um, I was just sitting on the parade route watching maybe Move It, Shake It, Mouse Could Dance It go by. It was either that or Festival of Fantasy Parade. One of those two. And I was eating the cheeseburger spring roll or egg roll and oh my gosh. It was so good. You know when you eat something and you're like, this shouldn't taste this good. And I feel bad, kind of bad, like for eating this. Like it feels wrong. But like, I'm not proud of it, but I stand by it (laughs) kind of thing. That's how I feel about this. So definitely don't eat them in large quantities because you'll feel it. But man, oh man, what a fun little treat. Like a total treat yourself kind of moment. So another savory one is... Uh, at Galaxy's Edge on both coasts. You can see it at Disneyland and then also in Hollywood Studios in Florida. This is the Ronto Wrap. So this is a really cool concept. You're walking through like the bazaar, the market um, in Galaxy's Edge and you get kind of to the end of the market and you start smelling this delicious meat. You see a droid working and he's got this like big like rotisserie with this meat and he's just turning it and turning it and turns out the um droid is cooking this delicious meat from the heat of a pod racer how cool is that taking me back to episode one young anakin is the best anakin but i'm getting sidetracked um now onto the wrap itself It is roasted pork, pork sausage, and a peppercorn sauce with this yummy, delicious, tangy slaw, and it's all wrapped up in pita bread. It is quite delicious. I think you could, depending on your appetite, eat this as a meal, Um, but it's also a great, like, midday snack, maybe something you could split uh, with your friend, or, you know, I would split it with Nathan, maybe, or let's be honest, we may just each get our own (laughs) 
because it's really, really good. Um, it's protein packed because it's got a lot of meat in it and uh, filling because it's got that pita bread, those carbs to keep you going because you're, you know, walking thousands upon thousands of steps. I uh, was talking to my boss the other day and he and his family just went to Disneyland and he said they walked like 11 to 12 miles a day. So having snacks like that, like the Ronto Wrap, are very good. Carbs to keep you going and protein to keep the nutrients coming in. It is so good. And uh, I know this is cheesy, but I just got to say it. The force is genuinely strong with this one. So we're hopping back to Disneyland because we have to, because it's my favorite of ever. And we have to talk a little bit more about these corn dogs from the Little Red Wagon. I had never had one of these before, but before my husband and I were actually dating, there's this really cool story that I'll I'll go into detail later, but um, the short end of the story is basically my friends all surprised me with like they paid for my sister and me to go to Disneyland and so it was like the coolest birthday present ever and before we went Nathan was like hey uh go and eat a corn dog for me and I was like okay and at this point like (laughs) like I really liked him but I wasn't sure and so I was like you know that confused kind of you guys know what I'm talking about when you like like each other but then you're not like for sure yet but anyway (laughs) so um I was like you know what I'm gonna do it I'm gonna try a corn dog so the way you know we can message about it or whatever and I was blown away these are hand dipped every day and they are just that's this classic Disneyland snack as you can get delectable sweet salty savory and and all things satisfying that I love and you definitely won't regret getting one of these it's like you know the the batter is like a corn um cornbread type uh consistency and then just the salty uh hot dog in the middle oh it's so good um I highly recommend eating it eating it with mustard. It's so delicious. And here is my hot take. Um, I am a Texas girl. So, you know, Texas State Fair, it's a very big deal. People are always, you know, talking about all the crazy fried foods. And one of the most popular foods at the Texas State Fair is the corn dogs uh, by Fletcher's. And I think the Disneyland corn dog is better than Fletcher's. I stand by it. People feel free to debate with me about it, but I truly believe that the Disneyland corn dog is much better than Fletcher's. So, moving on to another Disneyland snack, Mickey beignets. You can find this at the Mint Julep Bar in New Orleans Square. And uh, these are, oh, they're just so good. Soft, pillowy, delicious, sweet, Mickey-shaped. Can you get any better? Like, oh my gosh, it's so delicious. You can get an order with three beignets. They come in this little white paper bag and it's got powdered sugar in it. And so you'll shake it all up and toss the powdered sugar all over it. And uh, the big piece of advice people always say with beignets is don't breathe in when you're trying to take a bite of a beignet because the powdered sugar will like kind of choke you up. Um, So don't breathe while you're biting it and Oh, it's so good. Just so soft, sweet. In a way, it almost reminds me of the brioche, but like lighter. And it's just so good. It's not filled with anything. 
it's a, it is definitely a highlight snack for sure. Every time I go to Disneyland and the last times that I've been in the last five years, because I think it was about five years ago, actually, that I tried them for the first time. And oh my gosh, I was like, why did I wait so long? <laughs> to try this. It's so, so good. And not too sweet, especially you can kind of control the sweetness with how much powdered sugar you want on there. Um, and the beignets themselves aren't uh, overly sweet. So all those who enjoy sweets, but not too much, that's a good one too. And then we have finally made it to number 12. I'm kind of sad. <laughs> I feel like I say that all the time when I go through a list or like I'm at the end of an episode like, oh, man, <laughs> we're not quite at the end yet, but we are getting close to the end of my favorites list. And it felt very appropriate to end the list with one of my most favorites from the Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe. This is the Jolly Holiday Combo. It is a toasted cheese sandwich with tomato basil soup, and it is just a practically perfect match made in heaven. Um, Disneyland is my favorite place on earth and Mary Poppins is my favorite movie of all time. And so you put the two together and you can't go wrong. And I went a little more in depth about that in my Disneyland episode about the aesthetic and the design and decorations inside this restaurant. And it's just precious. Um, and this is definitely one of my very favorite things to get. You get the perfectly toasted bread. I believe they're oven toasted and not grilled. And the cheese, again, is like that perfect ooey gooey. Um, I would think it's like a blend of cheeses. And the soup, you know, because it's tomatoey, it's got a little bit of an acidic note and then also rustic because it brings in almost those Italian vibes because of the basil and kind of grounds the whole thing. And it feels very nostalgic, you know, because the classic like grilled cheese and tomato soup, but elevated and very appropriate for Mary Poppins to not have a grilled cheese and tomato soup, but she would have a toasted cheese sandwich <laughs> with tomato basil soup. It is a definitely a staple item, and I love to just go to the tables. Outside of Jolly Holiday, they've got these beautiful umbrellas that are like white and yellow, and it's just such a fun vibe and aesthetic. And you just sit down with your toasted cheese sandwich and tomato basil soup. You can see the castle, the Matterhorn, the Orbitron at Tomorrowland, and you can see the uh, entrance to Adventureland. It's it's a beautiful spot and a great piece of food, like a dish, I should say, uh, to eat there. So that is my top 12. <laughs> I have it written here in my notes, top 10, but I've changed it since then. <laughs> my top 12 favorite Disney parks, foods, snacks, desserts, treats, and eats. And I know that with a topic like this, this is just scratching the surface. And so I'm looking forward to maybe delving back into it even more uh, in the future. But I wanted to give you guys a quick overview of what I love about Disney Parks food. And there's truly so much to explore at all the Disney parks, at the resorts. I mean, I actually still have yet to go to the boardwalk at Disney World. And I know that there are tons of great restaurants at the boardwalk. And I know that there are restaurants within my favorite park, Disneyland, that I haven't been to yet. And um, I know that I, I've got like this running little foodie bucket list for Disney parks of places that I'm like really, really wanting to go to. Um, my short list is uh, to dine at the Carthay Circle Restaurant at California Adventure. 
and to dine at the Blue Bayou Restaurant at Disneyland in New Orleans Square. That is the restaurant that is like integrated with the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. And so like my dream is to sit inside the Blue Bayou where you see the Pirates of the Caribbean boats go by at uh, the beginning of that attraction. That's like Oh, the ultimate, like, if I can do that someday, like, oh my gosh, I would freak out. Um, And then another place uh, on the West Coast that I really want to go to, California Adventure has some great restaurants and really fun eats. I know I didn't really delve into those um, a lot today just because so many of my top favorites are at Disneyland. Um, But they do a great job with the food there. And one of the places that I'm really, really wanting to go to that I haven't yet is the Lamplight Lounge, which is part of Pixar Pier. And one of the most famous things on their menu is lobster nachos. And nachos is my favorite meal of all time. And so I've never had seafood nachos before, though. So anyway, everyone like swears by these things and says that they're so delicious. So I can't wait to try them for myself. And I'm trying to think of maybe some, oh, my Disney World restaurant would be Be Our Guest because I still haven't gotten to do that. And I know it's just going to be the most magical and enchanted experience. And then I'll get to try the Disney World Grey stuff. And I'm really excited about that as well. So as you can see, the food options go on and on at Disney. And again, there are some that are like not great, but then there are others that are just so delicious that you have to get every single time that you go. And it just feels like your Disney trip is incomplete without them. And I love that every time I eat one of my favorite Disney Parks foods, it automatically takes me to my happy place. And even if I'm not at Disney, (laughs) I can have Mickey Mouse shaped food. I have one of the like Disney Parks authentic Mickey shaped waffle irons. Uh, That was a wedding gift from my brother, Matthew. Shout out to you, Matthew. I love that waffle iron so much. So literally sometimes if I'm missing being at Disney, I will break out the iron, the waffle iron and make myself some Mickey waffles and turn on Disney music Um, because it takes me back to that happy place. There are so many direct memories and experiences attached with my favorite Disney foods. And every time I eat them again, I just get to add to the story of those memories. And that just makes my heart sore. (laughs) It makes me so happy. Um, There is a Disney Parks foodie YouTube channel that I just love. Um, Their channel is called Magic Journeys. And what they're most popular for is their food content. They do just like park vlogs too. Um, But their food content is out of this world. And they call it the wonderful, wonderful world of food. And I just think golly, that's such a genius name, number one. But I feel like it perfectly encapsulates like what Disney food is all about. It is this wonderful world within the world of Disney itself. And, you know, it's, man, when you find your very favorite foods, it's nearly impossible, again, to avoid them when visiting the parks. And then when you go home, I know before I've tried to recreate some of my favorite Disney snacks and meals just to try to keep that magic alive from the trip. And, That feeling of magic and all the wonderful memories attached to those foods, you know, it never gets old. So I think I'm going to make that my mission. You know, I like to think about with magic through my eyes. It's not just about what Disney does, but about what we can do, too. 
And so I'm going to take a challenge for myself this week to make myself a magical meal, whether that's inspired from like inspired by um, a dish I've eaten at Disneyland or Disney World or something I create that's new and unique, or even if it's just, you know, making a pancake and putting three circles together and making it a Mickey pancake, you know, anything to make the food extra magical and a little more delicious and sprinkled with pixie dust. So I, I give that challenge to you too. Why not? Let's have some fun. And um, if you decide to take on this challenge, if you post it on social media, use the hashtag magic through my eyes pod. I would love to see what you guys come up with. And I'm already dreaming of making some Mickey waffles with some bacon, eggs, and oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> oh, man. I could do like a whole plaza in thing where like one of their most favorite things is their fried chicken. And then they also serve the Mickey waffles there. So I could do like a Mickey waffles and like chicken and waffles type thing. This is good and good, y'all. I, uh, I have some meal planning to do. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I just, I love you guys so much. And I'm so thankful that you would spend a little bit of time with me during your day and, you know, talk about all things Disney food. And I was, again, talking with my husband, Nathan. Uh, huge shout out to him because he's been such a big help on this episode this week for me. He actually uh, does all the like video editing and content for a YouTube channel called The Journey. And some of their most popular content when they travel different places, they do top foods. And uh, so he had some like great inspiration for me going into this episode. And so I'm just really grateful for him and his collaborative uh, just heart and spirit uh, with everything that we do together. So I love you, babe. Thanks for all your help with this one. And thank you again to you guys for listening. I just love putting these episodes together every week and it just makes my heart so happy to know that people are enjoying listening to this because uh, I think I mentioned it maybe on the last episode but like these things that I talk about on these episodes are not like brand new necessarily like thoughts in my mind like it's stuff that I've been brewing on for years you know and was always you know, a little apprehensive to talk about it sometimes. Um, but now it's like, I have the perfect place to talk about it <laughs> in the form of a podcast. And I just think it's so sweet that you guys are interested and that you're wanting to listen and be engaged with the podcast. Um, I announced it on my social media, but I passed 500 listens uh, for Magic Through My Eyes this past week. And that blows my mind that this uh, podcast in the different episodes and the trailer have been played over 500 times at this point it is I mean you know I take every victory that I can get and it just feels so sweet to know like wow people are enjoying this um this idea started as uh just a creative outlet for myself and something that I love to just do for me and from the beginning I wanted to create content that people would enjoy or that I would enjoy listening to and what's so encouraging is that not only am I enjoying putting these together and listening back to them but you guys are too and so I appreciate you for being a supporter of the show just by listening and feel free to engage with me on social media or to email magic through my eyes pod at gmail.com and uh 
chat with me about any Disney questions you have, or for this one, the question of the episode is a pretty obvious one, but what is your favorite Disney Parks food? And why, if you want to explain. Um, like I said, I've got my top 12 here, and it the list literally could go on even more. Um, but I wanted to keep it a little, a little shorter and succinct for you guys. So on that note, I will go ahead and wrap up this episode. Thank you again for listening. I love you guys so much. I hope that you are having the most wonderful and magical day. And remember to sprinkle a little bit of pixie dust into your food this week. A little bite of magic. I love you guys. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you real soon.